0: And it's the return of tournament in a tea break. I'm Ross Satar, and I'm joined by
1: George Belshaw,
0: um, and we are in Glasgow. Back yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, let's uh, let's review, shall we? Um, in this debacle, that is the final world group playoff tie of the Davis Cup, as we once knew it. Uh, we had all the dramas yesterday. Really, um, I don't think anybody would have come out you know would have said that you know we the worst case scenario would have been love two to Uzbekistan middle would be 1-1 best case would have been two wins for the Brits but it was highly unlikely and most people thought that Evans would lose and Norrie would soar as it turned out it was completely the opposite Evans produced one of the matches of his life I think what do
1: you like? Yeah, um I mean the worst result of the day was that we missed the media drinks. Yes. Because it didn't finish until about half ten. So yeah. <laughs> Cheers Cam and Dan. <laughs> Especially Cam actually, that's aimed at that should have been finished by about half seven. But um yeah, you're right. I mean I had it down as one all at the end of today, yesterday. Um obviously as you said, in completely the other way round. Yeah. I thought Dan played a really, really good match particularly in that fifth set, when you consider he's not played a best-of-five-set match since his comeback. He's not played a five-setter since 2016, and he'd only ever won one of them yeah. that's gone the distance. So, And that was back in 2012. So for him to come through that at this stage of his return, I thought it was a really, really good result. Uh, Istomin actually looked a little bit tired, which I wonder if will be a factor over the rest of the weekend. Um,
0: well, they're relying on him very heavily. I mean, for him, <laughs> he's, you know, we, we, got a, we got a sense of it with, with some of the um, sort of Korean players over the Football League that the Asian Games is a really huge deal for them. It's almost like as, as big for them as the Olympics. Yeah. So, you know, for Istamin, he came out as basically his Olympic champion. Uh, and then you've got to add into that the adrenaline. Then he flew to Chicago, I think. Whacked in a challenger there, and then flew here. Um, I mean, he looked really good to begin with, and then just got progressively more fatigued. I think.
1: Yeah, and you know he's expected to play the doubles today unless they make mm. a late change, and then you know he he needs to win his singles on Sunday. I mean, if Cam Norrie plays as he did in the final couple of sets on Sunday, Istomin will win that love one and one. To be honest. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure he won't. I'm sure that's me being very harsh. But, um, you know, as you say, they are relying on Istvan But they've got a heck of a chance of winning this tie.
0: Mm, they really do. I mean, um, I joked on radio this morning um, on Love Sport that if Dom and Jamie lose this, I would deep fry my fluffy slippers um, and, <laughs> and eat them on air next week. Because yeah, there's absolutely no reason why two world-class double players cannot beat a scratch team from Uzbekistan. I, I see absolutely no reason. I can I can understand how they lost in Spain because they were up against Spanish players who do chop and change a lot. Uh and they're good doubles players, you know, with other partners, but they they do play doubles and they are quite competent. But, you know, there's absolutely no reason why they should lose this unless they absolutely have a total shocker.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, it's I've possible. gone be, I've gone beyond saying they can't lose this having seen Cam Norrie have match point against the world number 434 yesterday and somehow not win that. I mean, I'll, tennis continues to just leave my jaw dropped on the floor. Is, it, is it
0: tennis that's really leaving you Or is it Davis Cup? Because, I mean, yesterday we saw the best and the worst of Davis Cup in, mm. in one extremely long day. It,
1: it was just absolute chaos, to be honest. I mean... Obviously, you know, we came out away from the first match being like, wow, how could you ever replace this format? The magic of the Davis Cup and all that. But to be perfectly honest, by the end of the second one, I was like, right, thank God this is going to best of three. I never want to see this stupid format again. And it is just the result that makes you kind of swing that way. You know, if yeah. Norrie had won that in five. Oh, we'd be, we'd be we'd singing a very different story. It. Actually, I, I probably wouldn't have because I'd have been quite cross at him not getting it done in three. So At yeah. least the other guy won, and it was a bit more dramatic if Norrie had just turned up and rolled it over in that fifth one, six love or something that would have annoyed me even well more.
0: Cameron made made a very good point actually a six love first set is detrimental to you know to anyone because you you don't get any gauge i I vaguely remember at Brayhead um Andy Murray rolling some Luxembourg guy who was a milkman part time milkman or something six love six love six love and and then had to go and practice for another like two hours to actually feel like he he played. I mean, you know, we always sort of say, "Oh, six love, how dominating!" But sometimes, actually, it has the opposite effect.
1: Yeah, I mean, you could look at Dominic Team and Rafael Nadal at the U.S. Open, for example. Um, I actually think Team played a, an amazing set there, rather than necessarily Nadal being terrible. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't just so sure that was the case with Norrie in that set. You know, this guy was. I think he had five double faults in the first two games, yeah. three in the first one. His serve uh, percentage was down at about 40%. He was sending uh, the sort of unforced errors off that I see when I play. Um, you know, he, he looked an amateur, to be perfectly yeah. honest. And fair play to him. He came back and he started being more consistent. And I think what Norrie's problem was, he played the match. All five sets as if the guy was playing how he was in the first one and the problem is it, it's all very well not taking any initiative and just kind of keep it going side to side side to side hoping your opponent makes errors but if your guy at the other end starts finding his range starts hitting the court as he clearly can normally the first set was clearly the anom- anom- anomaly uh, for him um you know, it, it's on you to change your game and your tactics. And Cam Norrie was very flat. He never mixed up his approach. He never brought this guy short and into the net, one in five points or whatever. And and this guy didn't look like he liked being at the net. He looked perfectly comfortable lapping up what Norrie had. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, I, I'd aim a bit of the spotlight on Leon Smith there. I, I don't understand how you can get into that fifth set and not even try a slight change of approach yeah. it was so clear from a tactical point of view that they just it was worrying. going wrong um,
0: but if I mean for me it just showed a complete lack of variety in, in Norrie's game which and it just exposed it quite starkly and you know to, to counterbalance your your sort of finger of accusation at, at Leon if, you, if, if the person hasn't got the variety to their game and cannot bring that and can't adjust to try something new how much can he actually do? Well, you
1: know, it's not even necessarily about being good at the net or being or, a brilliant yeah. drop shotter. The point is you need the variety in there to keep them thinking. You know, this yeah. guy at the other end was never having to think in any of these points. He knew exactly where Norrie was playing. I could tell you where Norrie was playing before he hit the third shot in a row. You know, it was so predictable, the pattern uh, of what he was doing. And, you know, the way he was trying to play was a fairly, like, low-risk, low-margin area style. So a lot of his shots were landing a metre behind the service line and two metres away from the baseline or whatever. You know, it was such comfortable tennis, and his his forehand on this surface does nothing. You know, it's quite a high, arching, looping shot, but there was not enough spin to take it high, like Raffer's, for example. You know, it stayed quite low and comfortable for... um, Karimov. So, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm i not saying, look, Cam Norrie should be serve and volleying every single point. I'm not saying it should be drop-shotting no but over trying it wouldn't have hurt. Once every six points. Yeah. Just something to keep this guy getting. Change your patterns. Target the backhand for one minute and then yeah. completely target the forehand. You know, it, it was it was like a rallying practice session yeah. that Cam Norrie was playing. And the other guy was just better, really. Yeah. Um, and he okay he probably made more unforced errors across the match but i'd be certain would certainly have made more winners he was going to try and finish points and as Norrie's frustration kicked in at why is this guy not breaking down anymore then it, you know his error count started going up and you yeah. know it's a, it's a dangerous mindset and i just think leon smith there you know and, and leon's good in many ways in terms of letting the guys get on with a little bit of motivation but i just think in that scenario, you've just got to say to Cam hey, try doing this, try mixing it up because <clears throat> Nori looked to me tactically pretty clueless.
0: Um, yeah, he, yeah, as I said, it, it showed his, uh, it showed a complete lack of variety um, which I think is is worrying. I mean it was, a, it was a pretty sobering home debut for him.
1: I can't imagine well I, I hope for his sake. <clears throat> this is the worst loss of his career because I can't see it getting any worse than that. Mm-hmm. Um you know. And <clears throat> as you said, he you know, he came up and fronted up to it in the press conference and was it looked remarkably Chilled after that. I mean, some players when they've lost that sort of match, they come in, the heads hanging, yeah, they look yeah. broken. Norrie was ready to go again. He seems well, to uh, blow it out his mind. Do you know
0: what it reminds me of? My, my first Davis Cup tie was um, back when in, uh, when Britain were languishing in the group stages, and it was uh, Evans and Ward against Russia, so Donskoy and Dimitrov. Oh, no, sorry, Terminov Terfil, Terfil, Um and they both lost the first five. You know, two five-setters, both lost. Evans came in and was cocky and was like, you know... I mean, it was a great five-set attempt. But he was like, you know, I must be just a bad player because blah, blah, blah. You know, you know and he, he sort of said that he loved being in this environment but, you know, couldn't put the effort in, yada, yada, yada on the tour. Stuff that we all know. Um, when Ward lost his against Donskoy, he came in and it was clear he'd been crying absolutely he could barely speak barely get two words together leon smith did all the talking he was absolutely devastated then they won the doubles and turned it around in in on the last day it was everything that you expect from, from davis cup um and yeah yeah nori came in and there was none of that kind of wardy remorse um you know and just just absolute mortification as as to what had happened. Um, I mean, fair play, hopefully. It, that won't be in his head for when he plays Isterman, because if he plays with that lack of, of thought behind what he does, Isterman will batter him.
1: Yeah, and, you know, if you were Leon Smith and seeing Cam Norrie come into that conference looking absolutely devastated and struggling, and, you know, they might have prepped him before oh, they quite a lot. Done, and, you know, like, he... Still, even when they're preps, you still can see a bit of sadness behind the eyes. Cam Norrie didn't really show that to me too much. I mean, he obviously was a bit annoyed, but not like he didn't seem to be hanging on it quite a lot. I think it's quite hard to pretend, yeah, completely that way. So I mean, if he'd come in, you know, tearful and whatever, you'd have serious question marks about whether you can throw him in on Sunday because yeah, yeah, yeah. that is such a a potentially uh, career spinning loss for months on up. And after your confidence would go, you know, you, you're thinking, my word, if I can't put away a guy who's not even not even able to enter qualifying at Grand Slams, for goodness' yeah. sake, I mean, that's a level Norrie must have thought he'd left long behind. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I hope he's okay. But as you say, I think this is going to go down to the last rubber, really.
0: I know. Well, I mean, the, word on the double. So obviously, much like Andy, uh, the the Uzbek's have. Built their team around Istamin, and we have uh, the well, we have Sanjar Faziev. Uh, who knows if that's anywhere near right? And if, I, if I've offended any Uzbeks with my terrible pronunciation, I do apologize. Um, but you know, this is to all intents and purposes a scratch team. I mean, this guy's doubles ranking is so far away, it's just like a dot on a little piece of paper, um, you know. But they you know, Jamie and Dom are not the best linked group. Because Dom, Dom's backhand is nothing to write home about. There's, there's not much sort of you know that can break down quite easily. Um, Jamie's serving has got better, but when he's put under stress, quite often his hit and hope serves uh, a what breaks down on his side. You know they do have weaknesses as a as a as a partnership together. I think the reason that Jamie and Andy worked so well is because Murray Junior will run for. Everything to the point where you know Jamie gets quite frustrated because you'll hear him going, "Jamie's," and Andy be like, "No, mine." You know, and, and you know you just stand there while Andy runs around all over the place. You know, whereas with 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 these two, they are a good combination. If the team over the other side lack lack the sort of firepower and the and the to go after their weaknesses, um, which is why I think against Spain, you know, they really did struggle because the Spanish are, are competent doubles players. Um, in their own right so they can gel together quite quickly but still I would be absolutely stunned if this wasn't done in three sets yeah. and I, I could be tempting fate here <laughs> in fact I probably am tempting fate here but
1: uh, yeah I mean
0: if this isn't done in three sets I I seriously will go away and rethink my life choices
1: <laughs> yeah there's no question they should win I mean I think Istomin's got a decent game for doubles he's got good serve Touch is quite good. Mm. Um, oh, his so touch is excellent, isn't it? Yeah. So I think uh, he is pretty capable. Um, as you say, it's more—it's more how much do these guys know each other? How much do they understand the tactical aspects of doubles? I—I um, I couldn't tell you anything about the other guy. Not a word. Um, which? Well, we can't
0: even say his name. Much less <laughs> actually figure out what his playing style is.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I'm not going to write him off until I've. I've seen what it's about or whatever. Um, but you know, come on guys. Jamie and Dom, this this should be a Well, they need to win it really. Well, I yeah. mean, because we're in trouble if they were to lose this. Um we're still in trouble. But yeah. You know, I think I think the guys will win it then. I hope so.
0: Yeah. Um I mean our only saving grace is if it does go to a fifth rubber it'll be evidence against well, I say serving grace, he'll be Evans against Faramir, as we now called him. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I mean, you know,
0: I think putting
1: all your hopes on, as well as Dan Evans played on the Friday, I think putting all your hopes on him to come through two best of five setters isn't necessarily a guarantee, particularly fitness-wise. You don't know how much yeah. well, Friday will have he, taken out of him. That well, he looked like he was hours. feeling
0: it in that fourth set, yeah. particularly.
1: Um, so... Let's you know the other guy across the net, uh, Faramir, He uh, <laughs> he um <laughs> he's a twenty-year-old kid. There's nothing to him. He looked pretty fine in that fifth set. He was kind of bolting up and down, yeah. chasing everything down. So if I was gonna back anyone to be feeling the effects less, it would probably be him. Yeah. Um, you know, come on. I mean, we'd still expect Dan Evans to come through. And tactically, he's far better than <laughs> yeah. Cam Norrie, and I think he would give this other guy a lot of problems with his kind of backhand slice, keeping it a lot lower, uh, keeping the points, you know, bringing him a bit further forward, tempting yeah. him and just moving him around, but with more variety than Norrie's back-to-back rally sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm still expecting Great Britain to win this. Um, but I after yesterday, I just feel slightly bowled over by... It is as a whole uh, I'm very very uh, <laughs> reluctant to make any predictions about this full stop
0: no I know um, I mean we were trying to figure out last night as well you know I know that we're playing for seeding rather than you know avoiding an early playoff next year but you know you we don't know I can't remember um, what the doubles situation is with the new format it's I don't think they know no, it's it's all it's all a bit of a
1: it's worryingly close for, you know, there's a big group of us talking about it yesterday. Um, and you know, we're talking about stuff like the wild cards for example for yeah. next year. That's supposedly meant to be decided within the next week and a half. Yeah. Um the tournament I believe is going to be Madrid or Lille. Um, with Madrid the, the favorite at the moment. Um, so, you know, the wild cards won't go to France or Spain because they've already qualified in the semi-finals. Yeah. So who's the bloody hell's getting those two? I mean, Uzbekistan, at <laughs> this rate. Yeah, <laughs> well, I
0: mean, no, because if they, we'll because we're just playing. This tie is just playing for the seedings for the next for pot because we've already qualified. And yeah. so have they.
1: Yeah, but you know, will will they give a wild card to someone who's technically in that qualification bit? Will they give it to someone out of it? I mean, it seems. Uh, pretty absurd if they were going to give a wild card to someone who's not in that qualification stage because you know the world and his wife's in that qualification yeah. stage so you know I just don't really understand where they're gonna it from you know are Britain going to get a wild card probably not I can't imagine no. we're ever popular enough to be gifted something like that I I actually agree
0: with what Mike Dixon says it's almost like the Eurovision Song Contest and we come down to this political we're never going to win because nobody likes us we're never going to get wild card because people will think that we're actually a capable nation Mm. of batting a ball across the net
1: which yesterday's (laughs) evidence I'm not so sure we are well
0: hopefully tomorrow we'll regroup for uh, an assessment of a slightly more successful doubles and a look and hopefully by that point we'll have figured out what the rules actually mean uh, because nobody can actually, you know, you had some of the best tennis brains in the country gathered over chips and beer in the hotel bar. And not between us could we actually figure out the realities of what, what, what this is going to be.
1: Basically, that's just win. And that's the best thing.
0: Yes. Let's just leave <laughs> it at that. You have, of course, been listening to Ross Satter.
1: And George Belshaw.
0: Thanks.